Fatality. You know me as Scorpion, Johnny Cage, Sub-Zero, Reptile, Smoke, New Bot, giving a shout out to Brody Kane and Big Johnny D, giving you Fatality and MK Retrospective on Project Louder. If you miss it, let me warm it up for you. You're going to get caged. Round one, fight! <laughs> Welcome everybody to Fatality, a Mortal Kombat retrospective. Uh, I am your host, the Fluffmaster Supreme himself, Mr. Big Johnny D, and I am joined by my illustrious co-host. You know him as the Saucy Aussie, the DKB, the Doppelganger Kangabanga. Allow me to introduce my co-host, Mr. Brody Kano. Kane. Howdy howdy, my mateys. What's up, buddy? How are you doing? I'm doing well, mate. I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. Bloody, wow. I love the intro, mate. Daniel, Daniel was seen him, mate. What yes. a cameo that was. That, yeah, mate. Yeah. Had, yeah, that was bloody lovely. I love. Shout it. out to. Shout out to uh, Master Piscina. Thank you for that uh, beautiful intro. Um, there may be some more coming, but I can't say on that specifically. But we'll see. I'm gonna take these bad boys off so I don't have fucking lights going on. But uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, um, I've, I've been well, mate. Yeah, it's it's, it's been a uh, bloody doozy of a week. Um, Hell yeah! Oh, so be, before be, before we go into that, actually, um, what do we want? What do we call this uh, segment, sir? So obviously, if you follow any of the other Project Louder podcasts, we have a little section we like to start off every called "Slice of Life." What do we rename it for this bad boy? Oh, you put me on the spot here. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. I'm just trying to think. Um, well, if, if you want. I uh, I thought it was more appropriate. We dubbed it the Slice and Dice. I'm happy with that, mate. All righty. So, buddy, give me your Slice and Dice, man. How you been for a minute? Yeah, been not too bad, mate. Um, uh, It's been a very interesting last couple of 48 hours. Um, As I've spoken to you and TJ, I... Uh, it was a Friday night slash Saturday morning. Um, I woke up to a loud bang in my shed, um, and I happened really? to look out. Yeah, happened to look out the window, and there was uh, someone actually in our shed that got broken into. So, me being me, first reaction was to obviously get dressed and uh, grab the baseball bat. So I'm standing at the back door, and I can just see this hooded figure walking around our backyard like it's nothing. He just did not care. So. I proceeded to run out with a baseball bat yelling and screaming and he just legged it. It was like the, I, by the time I could get to him, it was like the night it had evaporated him into nothing. He was just gone. I couldn't believe it. Um, in saying that, yeah, we, it was pretty interesting. We had the cops come around. I had to explain to them the scenario. Um, yeah, they tried to steal our motorbikes. No so, shit, dude. Yeah. Um, that man. Yeah, and and the loud bang that I woke up to was actually him trying to kick the uh, back fence open. But luckily, we had it all padlocked. So, um, yeah, I was just able to get there in time enough to spook him. Damn, But, yeah, other than that, yeah, I finally caught up on some sleep. Um, Last night, I was a bit paranoid because the dogs are going off again. But other than that, I've been great, mate. How are you? How have you been? I've been good, man. Um, 
did Goran War Goran War on fucking Monday, dude. That was good shit as always. And uh, you know, obviously you can catch Brody and I on there every fucking week. Um no nah, man, I have been prepping for this podcast pretty much all week, dude. As you know. Yep. Uh I've been rewatching the movie. Not that I don't love it, dude. I do. Like I I would do this without the podcast regardless, but Rewatching all the movies, dude. I've been literally, I have been playing through all the games. I've been playing through the fucking arcade, as you see behind me. Dude, I was playing Trilogy the other day on PS1. Daughter and I were literally fucking playing goddamn, which we're not going to talk about today, but uh, fucking Deadly Alliance, dude, just <laughs> earlier on GameCube. Um, yeah, man. I've just been going ham. Obviously, been playing fucking MK11 on Switch. Um, I'm going to pause real quick. I apologize. I just had a update the goddamn titles so originally this came out as gordmore so no this is obviously fatality mk retrospective uh hopefully it changed that now that i just update it but i guess we'll see and i'll know for fucking next time so um no man other than that just been enjoying myself i didn't do shit today it was kind of nice um as an adult i feel like we all need a day where we literally just like fucking lay around and do nothing um, I mean, I still did some MK prep, like as of this morning, you and I were talking all well, evening for you and, uh, you know, doing as doing what I can trying to set up the studio here, the studio, uh, <laughs> uh, change it from the complete horror aesthetic to obviously what the fuck we're talking about today. And, uh, who's them sexy motherfuckers right there, dude. Shout out to our man, Mr. Corey fucking Kaufman, dude. Go check him out. Cabin 13. Fucking phenomenal. Uh, dude, he banged that shit out. Like, Brody and I literally just sent pictures in, and that shit was done in, like, 20 fucking minutes, it felt like. and It was, it was crazy. I, I I remember TJ just being, like, sent us a headshot, and I was just sent this random-ass headshot. Gone straight away. Got this photo from Corey, and I was, like, instantly fell in love with it. Oh, my God. I mean, so sick. <laughs> Clearly, I did. I mean, I went and fucking got a poster. Got a fucking not potentially official project louder yet. Yet, maybe. It might happen. I hope it does. Um, yes. There's some other ideas potentially on the line. Uh, but no, man. I got, Like I said, shout out to Corey, man. Go check out his shit. He makes amazing fucking uh, graphic art, dude, especially on some t-shirts, dude. Like some of his Halloween designs and shit he's come up with. Just fucking. Uh. Mm. And. Uh, I think we should at least give one more shout out. And I probably, I'd imagine you agree. Uh, I got to shout out the Bowser man, dude. Mr. Yes, TJ Bowser. Uh, if you have checked out our network or if you haven't, if, if you do, you will come to know that name very fast. Uh, TJ yes. is the boss man of our network, dude. And without him, this show wouldn't be possible. And honestly, he helped evolve this idea. It started off, oh, fuck it, uh, Brody, you tell him how it started off, dude. Yeah, well, it just started off by our love and passion for the um, Mortal Kombat franchise, just me, me and John back and forth, especially with the new film coming out. And then um, we would talk about in the obviously in the chat and that every now and then, and then I just get this message the other day. It was literally like two, three weeks ago, and it was John was like, I've got this cool idea. Why don't we just actually do like a sort of mini series and talk about it on the show or we'll start up a show. And it wasn't even least, that far. You remember? I just was like, dude, let's just do a one-off. Cause yeah, like we just like, dude, we were going so schoolgirl on the movies or on the new movie. 
And we were probably like pissing off our homies because that's all we were fucking t- blowing up the chat about was fucking the new MK trap. You know what I mean? Like, oh, and so yeah, dude. It, and then it literally just happened like in a heartbeat. Uh, I just got this message from TJ's like, right, you and John are actually doing this. Like, we're, it's gonna happen. And they're like, we're not sure <laughs> when. And then literally it just fell into place like super quick. So yeah, nah. Um, because yeah, as, as we said, we just we just love the franchise so much. Whether it's the games, it's the movies. So yeah, nah, Mister Boss Man, we thank you yeah. very kindly, mate. Dude, without him, like that scene in Indiana Jones when the fucking boulder is going, dude, this shit was fucking like four times faster than that, man. <laughs> like, I I didn't even. It was literally like think of it like a tennis game, dude. Like, okay, I was like, hey, Boss Man, let me shoot you an idea. He's like, all right threw it up in the air, hit it to his side. Dude, he fucking just nailed that shit back. He was like, nope, miniseries, retrospective. And it's like, twist my fucking arm, buddy. I'll sold. <laughs> like, I, it, the way we looked at it, man, we were going to, like, we were going to just take our time talking about the movie anyways and stuff like that. So why not put our passion and fucking make some goddamn content, right? Like, absolutely and, and so, as, as as like you said like we we're just back and forth throughout that conversation and i i do reckon the boys were getting a little bit uh pissed off with this because i would send screenshots to you through the group and be like do you reckon that's that do you reckon this is it and we're like oh no nah, maybe it's this so nah so it's a perfect fitting this show for us to oh, actually talk about it all so absolutely so without further ado i think we should uh start jumping into this body absolutely mate so I'm going to have to say the quote, but I want you to read it, dude. So, uh, and now for a taste of things to come. <laughs> well, in this miniseries, we're going to cover the full timeline of the Mortal Kombat game and universe. So as well as we jump into different media that spawned in the depths of the nether realm from this amazing franchise, all leading to the final climatic battle as we review 2021's Mortal Kombat. Yeah. So, that being said, this first episode, we're going to cover the first four MKs, and to which I personally like to call the arcade years. Um, I figured like that was a good starting point because not only you cover the classic trilogy, but then you just slightly start to move into the next gen without fully taking that jump. So I would think, you know, I thought that was a good starting point, and. I feel like most people are obviously nostalgic over definitely the classic three. Yes. Like, absolutely. I mean, when you say Mortal Kombat, I can't speak for you personally, buddy, but that's what my, comes to mind. You know what I mean? That shit right behind yeah. me. That's what exactly comes to my mind, dude, is fucking digitized actors just fucking doing basic punches and kicks, man. And yep. Yeah, no, that was the, okay. the the exact same thing for me. We we actually like had our own mini tournaments down this way. So, uh, and as I will explain as we get into each each game review, um, but yeah, no, it's gonna be. I'm I'm so fucking keen. <laughs> Alrighty, so let's just jump into the first Mortal Kombat. So Mortal Kombat made in 1992 from developer publisher Midway. Designers, as you, if you're an MK fan, man, there's no way you fucking haven't heard these names for the last 30 years. But Mr. Ed Boone and Mr. John Tobias. Programmers Ed Boone, artist John Tobias, and John Vogel, and composers Dan Forden. Buddy, you want to take it away? 
That I can, mate. In Mortal Kombat, we head to the island of the ancient sorcerer Shang Tsung to where a tournament is being held for the safety of Earth. And it's people. You'll have to fight against several skilled fighters as over the island and you'll get through all the contestants. You'll have to make on the reigning champion of the last 500 years, the Prince of Shao Kahn, Goro. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, man. So let's go over the basic characters for Mortal Kombat 1. We got Liu Kang, the uh, main man himself. My personal favorite. Mr. Johnny Cage, also known as John Carlton. You got Sonya Blade, Raiden, Kano, Sub-Zero, and Scorpion. Now, those are your main playables right off the bat. You got your big seven. Those are OG. We also have, to which I don't know how you wouldn't know at this point, but we had Reptile as our hidden slash not playable character. And then we had our sub-boss, the fucking mean flower arm himself, Goro, followed up by the... Honestly, it was, he wasn't lackluster, but in comparison to Goro, I mean, come on. But then we That's had not, the boss man himself, Mr. Shang Tsung. So, yeah, Mr. Shang Tsung, you're a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all right. So before we go into uh, behind the scenes and stuff, man, like let, let, let's discuss a little bit. Like, so what you what drew you into MK, dude? Well. Having an older brother, um, he he had a, like pretty much nearly all the games, um, whether it was on PlayStation. Actually, yeah, I, well, I was firstly introduced to Mortal Kombat through um, PlayStation. That was at the start. And um, it was the horror elements and these character designs that I found really intriguing. Um, and it was just that universe of like um, being able to fight with these characters that have that horror aspect about them. And when I come in on it, I remember sitting there and it was just so fucking brutal that I I just instantly fell in love with it. Like I think my brother was playing as Sub-Zero one day and he just head ripped or spine ripped this guy to shit. And I was just like, what is this game? I've never, ever seen or heard of it before. So, yeah, basically it's all started from there. And then, yeah. What what about yourself, mate? Um, so the first time, dude, I was ever exposed to Mortal Kombat, and it was a little bit later because I think it was '93, so the second was up by then. Um, oh, I had to be, but dude, it was at a fucking science fair. So there was a kids a couple older, a couple years older than me, man, and somehow or another, they got their fucking teacher to allow them to bring in a TV and a Sega Genesis, and that was their science project fucking brilliant dude right like awesome. we're just gonna play video games now and have everybody else play video games and count it as a grade <laughs> perfect um so yeah dude i got to like i heard that there was a sag over there and so i was just like oh fuck yeah dude like run it over and there's literally like a pile of like 15 people dude all circled around so i can't see what the fuck we're watching at first right you know and i go in and then i just see it's fucking Mortal Kombat too, and I've never really like I heard about it, but never really like got to see it or anything. And was fucking floored, man. Like was just instantly like, oh, I need to fucking play this. Like <laughs> I was probably like I don't know, I think eight, seven or eight around the time. So obviously, like I was instantly hooked, dude. And like the next, like that weekend, I went down to the game store and I picked up the OG one used and. 
like from that. Yep. From that moment on, I was fucked. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, absolutely. But no, man, I just, it was something about the digitized. Like I love fighters, dude. I love all fighters. And like, I played street fighter and shit before, but man, dude, when you, like, it was something about seeing those digitized actors for the first time. You know what I mean? Like, yes, absolutely. So, all right. So how about we hit a little uh, behind the scenes on these bad boys? Sounds good to me, mate. All righty. So uh, you want to take it away, bud? That I can, mate. So Shang Tsung's courtyard arena is based as a courtyard from Enter the Dragon from 1973. Fuck yeah. Not a bad, not a bad little film, that one, actually. I, um, it is a good one, and but I almost like the next one coming up. Ooh, yeah. oh. uh, that might be some bad words for some people, but continue on, sir. No, uh, Goro's Lair Arena is based as the cave from Big Trouble in Little China from 1986. Also a fantastic film. I didn't even know that. That's a fucking awesome fact, actually. Right? That is so cool. It kind of makes you want to play the game while watching the movie, like right next to the TV at the same time. <laughs> we we need uh, Kurt Russell's character to come back for the like the uh, Mortal Kombat Eleven or whatever it is, and just play. Okay, you want a side note on that, real quick, dude? That would be yes. a phenomenal idea. And no offense to fucking Rambo, but that would have been a way better choice than fucking Rambo, dude. Like absolutely. Like okay, like RoboCop. And Terminator is still a weird choice, but I understand that RoboCop would fr- like follow Terminator because they want to give you that fight we always wanted, just like they did with X with Alien vs. Predator and uh, Leatherface versus Chase. You know what I mean? Like they give you yep. what you all- we always kind of wanted. But I never saw or really like I never even would have thought like Rambo. And I don't know, man. But dude, yeah, if we had oh, if we had Jack, dude, that would have been. That would have been great because he would have been a good like comedic character too because his moves wouldn't have been like, you know what I mean? Like he would have had to one where like he's like, he gets fucked up himself or like, you know what I mean? Like just a little slapsticky yeah. or some bullshit. But How would he go against Johnny Cage though? Like what, what weapons do you reckon he would use? He'd obviously have the gun, the machine gun, but what, has he got a knife? He had, I think he had a knife and didn't he use a, oh my God, dude. And I apologize. Did he have a bat? I feel like he was holding a baseball bat at one point or something. Like he it has been him. quite a minute. I feel like we need Chad Daddy for that one, dude. I feel like he would have that in the bank for us. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. But oh, what else will we need? Oh, let's see what else we got here, buddy. So, whoops, sorry, my so show the, notes just my so show the throne, room. Uh, throne room arena is based on also Big Trouble in Little China. God damn, copyright. So, yeah, man, that, uh, right? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if we're going to look at this game as a whole, like, it's definitely, like, Asian appropriate. How do I want to say it? Is it appropriation? I'm going to put fuck that. (laughs) But you know what I mean? Like, it's just, they definitely have the Asian uh, uh, aesthetic to it, dude, which uh, sticks with it a little bit and then changes up. But we'll get into that a a little longer uh let's see what else do we got for mortal Kombat here so okay so here's one the name was supposed to be originally mortal Kombat, but with a c until an unknown employee came up and just drew a fucking k right over the c and uh yeah it stuck 
And not only that, little side note, um, not sure if you knew, buddy, but when they were coming up with the title, like they had like three or four other titles for the game, but they just weren't feeling it. And so they had this one gentleman who had been in the industry a little bit and they just had combat written on a paper. And he's just looking at it. He goes, well, why don't you just call it Mortal Kombat? Perfect. <laughs> it was, it's that fuck. Yeah. That easy. And then with the K and then that shit was fucking born, dude. So voila. right. Like perfect little storm, dude. Sometimes things happen. Just it's almost like it was fate. <laughs> uh, Want to keep it going, buddy? Yeah, yeah, I can if you like. Um, this dismembered heads of various Midway employees like MK Creatives, Ed Boone and John Tobias can be seen impaled on the bottom of the pit stage. I mm. thought that that was them. I honestly thought it was. I didn't look it up, but yeah. Not so, Easter egg, actually. Yo, man, let me ask you this, dude, seeing we just uh, mentioned the pit. You remember the first time fucking seeing that thing, dude? Like, oh, it just and, and not no pun intended, but I was fucking floored. Like, it was yes. like, holy shit, dude. Like, and especially like if, if you saw it on like Super Nintendo, man, you got the fucking watered down version where they had like sand or like fucking sweat. It was weird. But, bro, you have the actual arcade or Sega Genesis where you got the blood code. Uh Oh my god, dude! Like that shit was fucking gnarly, and you're talking in 1990, goddamn two, man. Like, well, wasn't you know it what I mean? Like, like, what, yeah. Well, didn't they cut out all the blood and gore for one of um, yeah, one was, of the it, games? It was Super Nintendo, and because of that, actually, was it was the worst selling one. So with MK2, they were like, okay, nope, we're not doing that again. And uh, yes. Nintendo was actually cool on that moment. Sometimes they're a little, you know, they can be dicks about that shit sometimes. Um, hey, hey, the boss man's here. What's up, buddy? Howdy, howdy, Mr. Bowser. Uh, shout out to Chelsea, Tyler, Mr. Joe Day. The booty holes later, oh. buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah. dude, that the first, oh, I, I don't know what it was, man, but, like, it was ridiculously shocking like to see that the first time you know what i mean like just to hear the scream and the oh, what the fuck's going on dude and then just bleh, dude just all the blood splatter just fucking heads and shit already like that's just the moment i feel when you're a little kid especially the first time you see it dude like that is a resonating moment right there you know what i mean like that's just like wow that sticks with you <laughs> yeah exactly every time i say a horror movie with head impalements i originally go back to mortal Kombat. it's always been imprinted in my mind um but that's a cool fact that uh the creators are the actual heads of the pit i didn't even know that that's awesome right i mean as we progress in the series dude like obviously uh tobias and boone go fucking ham for putting like a law little nuggets of joy from themselves in there and stuff like that and we'll even get into more like once we get to mk3 but Yes. Oh, man. So continuing on here, sir, we uh, a carving of Pac-Man eating a pill along with a ghost from Pac-Man can actually be seen on the right wall of the palace gate stage. So this was something actually I just found out and I even never personally knew. Not that fucking I'm anybody, but, you know, I've been playing the fucking <laughs> thing since I've been seven. You think I would have fucking seen the goddamn thing. Uh, and it makes me just want to, like, look for it even more. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Oh. I, yeah, they, yeah. But like a Pac-Man eating a pill. What's that meant to represent? Well, I think it's just a little t- pill. I think that little dot is what they call the pill. Like oh, the normal like trail he fucking goes along. I could be wrong. I'm not like a Pac-Man expertise by any means. <laughs> but absolutely. All righty. So if you didn't know, instead of Mr. Cage himself, Mr. Johnny Cage, the designers actually intended to have martial arts star Mr. Jean-Claude Van Damme in the very first game. However, he was involved in a Genesis game and declined. Ironically, that game actually never came to be. So sorry, Jean-Claude. And it was, I believe he was also doing a movie at the time too. So like it was just his scheduling just didn't line up. Yep. And it was going to start out as a beat em up game. Like it was just like, you know what I mean? Like any standard, like, but they, they went back to the uh, drawing board and they were like, you know what? It came out with a fighter. We still got, I mean, come on, dude. That's fucking Jean-Claude from Bloodsport all fucking day. You know what I mean? Well, the dick punch. <laughs> the dick punch, dude. The fucking black shorts with uh, the fucking sash. Like, yeah, they changed yes. it from yellow to red. but And they changed the dick punch. You know what I mean? He didn't go the the side split. He does that in the movie. But in, obviously in the, in the game, because you want to get the best motion cap for your people. Obviously, he did the side. But what a move, dude. What a fucking, that's why, honestly, God, dude, he's my favorite character because who else gets to kick anybody else or punch anybody else in the fucking dick, dude? You know what I mean? <laughs> and that is fast fucking forward to the movie and Goro's getting punched in the dick. That's even uh, better. Fucking A, dude. I, that is one of the best scenes, but we're going to talk about that in a different episode. Yes. yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm sort of jumping the gun there. So I do no, that's fine, man. It's going to happen. <laughs> Yo, if it makes, I, if I, I wish I could, cool. I have the movie playing on my TV right now while we're going. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah, they're about to go kick some ass in the fucking food court or the food room. You know. <laughs> All righty. Oh, you want to take the next one, bud? That I can, mate. That I can. So another rampant rumor spread with the Genesis version of the African-American kickboxer named Nimbus. Ter- Am I saying this right? Terrafax? Terrafax? Terrafox? Terrafox? Terrafox. Terrafox. Okay. It was simply just a magazine hoax. But good enough to where a lot of people really fucking believed and try hard, dude, to like see if it was a secret character. Like, yes. I mean... We all know how much of even Reptile is to get, like how much of a dick he is to get in the OG game. You got to get a double flawless victory on top of the fatality at the pit. So it, and, it's... And birds have to fly across the moon at the same time, sort of thing. Yeah, it, well, it, was so- di- it was different in some of the console versions. Sometimes they took that shit out. But yes, in the arcade one, you are correct. Yes. And uh, he yeah. is a fucking dick in the first one, dude. Absolutely. But you do get 10 million points for beating him. You do. And um, that's one thing about the first game is it actually had a point scale, which to kind of get rid of, we'll talk about in a minute. Um, But the last little behind the scenes, and there's a lot of behind the scenes. So obviously I had to kind of keep this short and sweet because we're talking fucking four games in this first episode alone. You know what I mean? (laughs) Um, Yeah. I mean, dude, we could probably go, a whole episode to purchase one game, but we're not going to do that. No. So uh, Mortal Kombat is also notorious for being the rival of Street Fighter 2, which, yeah, we all know uh, during its launch. This led actually to an advertising campaign on Cam- 
Capcom's behalf to where they actually attempted to show that Street Fighter 2 was the superior fighting title. Nah. I uh, I like Street Fighter. I don't love it. Um, I enjoy the animes and stuff like that, but dude, MK has been my fucking bad. I mean, dude, I got yes. the fucking boys. You know what I mean? <laughs> get it out. Get it out. Dude, shine, this podcast is going to make this me fucking color in this bitch by like week six. I guarantee it. I already have the itch going, dude. You know what I mean? Like, well, it'll come like episode five and you'll have a full back piece. So the Do actual, it. okay. So the idea was I wanted to get the original seven on this arm. Yep. Like including, I mean, like I was, I was thinking maybe reptile to keep them up here with the ninjas, but then I was yep. like, I don't know, man, maybe I just want to go the original seven chosen fighters. Cause like, that's still a good fucking sleeve. And you know what? You can't argue with the OG. What's that? You can't argue with the OG. Oh, fuck no, dude. Like I just, I would actually, I need to think about like how I want them and stuff like that. Like, do I want like, cause I was like, I kind of want Johnny Cage doing a split. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Or do I just have him like with the glasses, with the fucking like arms folded? Like, you know what I mean? Like, or like, so when you're doing the kiss of death, I don't know. It's something I got to think about. You but get Cage, you crush your knuckles. Cage. Right? Beef stew. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, all right. So now that we hit our behind the scenes, let's uh let's hit our questions so we kind of hit this a little bit first but uh well so when was the first time you played mortal kombat one and what did you play it on well this is actually interesting because as i said i started with mortal kombat 4 so i had to sort of go back a bit and i played this on the old arcade machine our local milk bar actually had uh one machine there and because I was going to school with the uh, kids' um, parents that owned the shop, they were telling us about this game that they just got in. And we were just like, what is this? Oh, like this new game, they're like Mortal Kombat. I'm like, oh, I've played that. I've played the fourth one. They're like, nah, the first one's even better. I'm like, yeah, right. And then I went back and actually played it. <laughs> and, 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 I, and I was like, do you know what? I'm actually impressed by like what they had with at that time. Like, I don't know. And then it just sort of evolved from there to like it's probably more the nostalgia of me and my mates getting together having tournaments playing this machine on weekends um oh sorry for the people that don't know what a milk bar is it's basically like a grocery shop like what you use a 7-eleven is what you would have is oh. it 7-eleven yeah sorry all right no no yeah it'd be yeah. a convenience a little convenience store or whatever the fuck you want to yeah okay yeah so i yeah. didn't even catch that thank you joe day for that question yeah, Joe, that's a great question, mate. I'm a, I do apologize. Um, but yeah, so yeah, we would sort of have like tournaments and then we, then in between tournaments, we would wait outside on this grass patch and then we'd pretend to fight each other like we're actually in the fucking game. It was pretty cool. Like we'd wrestle each other and yeah, sort of sidebarring there a little bit. But yeah, that was my, no. um, yeah, like just, you know, yeah, Mortal Kombat 1 on, um, the arcade game is basically all right, man. So arcade yeah. cabinet. All right. Um, so for me, the first time I played MK one was unfortunately I was one of the kids. I had super Nintendo, so I got the edited version first, but I was seven. So I personally didn't give a shit. 
Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? It was still just like an amazing fucking fighter. Nonetheless. Um, I probably got it. Like I said, I picked it up in like, Oh, that's probably eight. Okay. So I picked it up in like 93 because MK2 was already out. But like I said, I went to this video store and it was this huge fucking video store. And inside the video store in the back, they actually had a video game store on its own. It was kind of weird, but it was awesome. It was called Zappers, dude. It was so fucking like this is pure 90s nostalgia right here. Yeah. So you'd fucking walk in, dude, and they'd have all the games. And all in the back near the registers, they had 10 TVs, right? So at these TVs, they had this, they had a bunch of systems like all divided per like a couple per TV. So it was like Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Sega, and then they had like OG Sega, and then like maybe Genesis, or maybe it was like Genesis and like well, PS1 one, but not. But anyways, it was awesome, dude. You could pick any fucking game there, pay 50 cents and get 10 minutes of playtime for whatever game you wanted. It was a great way to like try out a game beforehand, like whatever. So I go in there and I wanted MK2 because like I told you earlier, that was the first one I saw. And I was just like, oh, my God, I need that. And then uh, they didn't have it. So they had OG. I still remember it was 17 bucks. And it was just like, I got to get it either way. I don't care. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and so, yeah, instantly went up. And it was one of those little kid moments, dude, where I'm just staring at the case the whole ride home, just fucking like drooling in anticipation. And... I played that shit so hard, like the first two days, man. I don't even know if I slept, honestly. It was just one of those, like, and I sucked at it, dude. I fucking was terrible. Like, I tried my, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not gonna lie, dude. My OG character was always Scorpion. It's still like, I still love Scorpion nonetheless, but, you know, things change. Um, but yeah, man. So, Super Nintendo back in 93 was my first. And then, but when I first, like, finally got to play the OG one was at a, uh, arcade actually up in syracuse uh and they had one and two cabinets but there was a bunch of people on two so i was like all right well, i'll fucking play one because i already know it and the first time i got to see all the blood and gore in one dude it was it was a good moment it was a it was a good moment it was a sobering moment because i was just like oh, i need this <laughs> <laughs> but so absolutely leading to that who was your favorite character of the first mortal Kombat, buddy well, it was always Sub-Zero, and even today, I, it still is. However, looking back at it now, I really wish it had been Kano just because he's Australian and having the last name Kane. So I didn't even find that out until I went to high school. Someone's calling me Kano at high school. I'm like, what the fuck are you calling me Kano for? He's like, so you want to know something cool about that, dude? He was actually so retconned as an Aussie. He wasn't originally oh. Australian. Um, oh, true. Yeah. So actually, and it's kind of funny. It's right here, dude. So his legal, they all have legal status on this, which is fucking weird, but I, whatever, dude. Legal status, <laughs> deported from Japan, wanted criminal in 35 countries. So they don't actually say as ethnicity. It actually wanted, I think they wanted him as half Japanese, half American or something in the originals. Yeah. But. It was thanks to our man, Trevor Goddard, in the 1995 film Mortal Kombat, who's a fucking British man. Rest in peace yes. to him. Holy shit. Funny enough, actually, that scene is going on right now where he's fighting fucking Sonya. <laughs> perfect. Fucking perfect. <laughs> um, but yeah, because he played a few other roles with an Aussie accent, it stuck, dude. 
And everybody from that moment on is when they retconned Kano as Australian, dude. And I'm true. Fucking thankful for that. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, even though it's a shit accent in the film, but hats off to him for having a crack at it. Right. And we, we do thank you for that. Fucking A, dude. And he made Kano, I feel, I like, he actually made Kano a, a much better character than what he was. Um, yes. Yeah. And I agree, dude. Like, I never liked Kano when I first played it, like, either. No. So... <laughs> And, and and as as we will talk about it um, in Mortal Kombat 2, there is a reason why he isn't in it. So, Correct. Um, but, yeah, it was basically sub-zero for me all day, every day. You know, uh, as I said, after I saw the, the spine and head rip, mm. that was just it for me. I was like, my God. And and he's blue too. I think that was the other right. thing, as lame as it sounds. <laughs> so, no, that's – listen, no, that's cool, man. Um, yeah. It kind of actually goes uh, up like – with what i am dude like i said my og dude was scorpion man um yes my favorite color is orange so obviously yellow was like the you know what i mean like so i understand where you're coming with the blue comment like yeah <laughs> um, no man I, it was just something dude like a how can you not love the fucking ninjas dude when you're a little kid and you got a fighting game with ninjas in it bro that is like your soul uh, and it was, dude. It was the first time I saw his fucking spear whip out, dude. I, I was like in love with it. I don't know what it was. It was just so different and so like, you know, you're used to a fucking Street Fighter where people either have like projectiles or they launch themselves and shit. You know what I mean? Like, but here's a motherfucker who actually has like a legit Japanese fucking weapon, dude. And he's it, fucking rope and spear. And just that first time you hear get over here you're just like fucking hey dude like what is like right like it's like a verbal punch in the dick right because <laughs> you know that motherfucker like that motherfucker knows he's running right into an uppercut you know what i mean especially in the first mk dude where <clears throat> you're not comboing so much but oh my yes. god dude yeah so favorite definitely for me is scorpion um yes so we got we got the two ninjas obviously for our for our pick for the first one. Um damn straight. So your worst character or least favorite character I should say. And when I say worst and this will obviously as anybody listening to um you know what I mean like everybody's got their main in Mortal Kombat somebody who they're better with they get they flow a little better but who's the one you didn't like the most or you just couldn't play with? I as sexist as this sounds I never played with Sonya. I it wasn't because she was a female. I just didn't think she had a cool design about her at all. Like you got all these other characters that had something different about them, cool design. All she was just she was just a policewoman or a detective or whatever it is she is. And I was just like, you get that in Street Fighter, you know? She didn't have didn't feel like she was bringing anything new to the game. But I I, I know why she's in the game, like her her storyline and that. So, but yeah, I just. I think I played with actually. Sorry, I think I played her once, and I got my ass absolutely beaten by one of my mates that was like playing with Scorpion, and I was like, mm -hmm. nah, "I'm done. I cracked the shits. So I'm like, this is it. Not nah, never again." But, so that um, just ruined it right from there for you. Where you're like, "Fuck this. This is a bad time." <laughs> pretty, pretty much. I'm like, "This is shit. This is, I just wasted two dollars on this fucking round. I'm I'm sick of this." So yeah, but, I know, um, right, dude? That's when you're actually pumping fucking money into this shit to play, dude. This ain't like just oh, sitting on the couch hitting continue. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm like doing the paper round or every goddamn week to save up for this, and I'm getting my ass kicked. I'm like, fuck that, not that. That's but yeah. oh man, but but, but, but I do love Sonya in the films, and the, I, like I, I do like her in the movies and her story right, like, and that, like what she actually is supposed to be. And I agree, dude. I feel like, and obviously this is the first one, man. So I'm not going to shit on it completely because it's it's starting somewhere, That's and right. um, I. I would actually say I agree, but I actually think I played Kano less. Yes. And I yeah. don't know why it was something like I just because like I think in the old one, his control for the cannonball and a couple older ones is a full circular motion on the D-pad. And when that was written out to me as a kid, I didn't under fucking stand it at all because it's written as a sentence of arrows. And I'm like, how the fuck am I like I'm thinking of all the other movies where you would just hit kind of like down and over, you know what I mean? But I'm just like, how am I supposed to hit all that individually? For some reason, it just didn't compute. Um, but like, I don't know, I just didn't really like his design or anything like that. Like, I didn't like the all white suit, like, or like that all white, like weird. I don't know. Yeah, but it did look a bit shitty. He, I mean, dude, I'm not gonna say he didn't have a fucking ruthless lethality and shit like that, you know what I mean? And the dude who plays him in the first three games like he does a phenomenal job they actually if you watch any of the behind the scenes stuff with that boon everything they talk about how he's one of the most like over-the-top actors because like he gets super into it and shit like that <laughs> and that's why he plays a lot of roles too like you know he's our quan chi and shit as we go along and stuff yep all righty yeah. so favorite level buddy and luckily we don't have well I'm gonna have to agree. Like, I'm not even. Aware. <laughs> yeah. How could you not? I can't even believe. Yeah, I can't even believe I actually had to think about that for a second. It's definitely the pit. I mean, don't get me wrong. The other levels, I like the other levels, especially like the very first one with all the shallow monks in the beginning, because like I like the clapping at the end. Like something like that was just awesome. It's yep. it kind of like a Street Fighter Two, where like there was like animated backgrounds and shit. But dude, the pit, the fight, I the. What a way, like, yeah, you could fatality, but dude, like, there's no way you're not choosing to uppercut a motherfucker on the pit <laughs> just to get that sweet, sweet ending. You know what I mean? Like, and there was nothing worse than like you type in the correct buttons and it accidentally gives him a little tap and you're like, fuck. Oh, like the sh- oh you go for the shin kick for the win. Shin kick. <laughs> like that. Yeah. And, and you go, to, you go to like type in all these like moves to do the uppercut. And then you do like a little shin kick and you're like, fuck. so. The at least what what I always used is even though like Luke Kang was my favorite, he had the best fatality to use on the pit though, because his was the cartwheel double kick into the uppercut. So naturally his fatality just worked out for the pit to where obviously everybody else is. So you either had to sacrifice like you wanted those f- points for the fatality, but dude, you know what I mean? Like you gave him up just to see the fucking bottom of the pit. That's right, you only get yeah. to see it usually like twice in a tower. So Hey, don't we fight uh, reptile in the bottom of the pit? You are correct, sir. Because once you get, once you unlock them at the top, like we mentioned earlier, with the double flawless and the fatality, uh, which does kind of suck because you got to give up that fall into the pit. You do get to fight in the pit, and yes. with all heads and blood and glory, and reptile coming at you with just scorpion and sub zeros, dude. Like I wish you could play that version of reptile, dude. You know what I mean, like. Where you yes. had both ninjas moves, like just it'd be fucking powerhouse, dude. Be sick. Be cool little like just rip Ed Boons uh the heads off the spikes and throw it like you do later in the games. Mm. That'd be sick. 
MK4 style. Fuck yeah, buddy. That's right. That shit is uh that shit was good. So obviously we all right, so we agreed on the pit. Now this is this one's gonna get harder as we go down the games, but uh favorite fatality, buddy. Damn, this is a tough one. I just keep thinking back to sub zero all the time. Um understandable, man. It's it's a phenomenal fucking fatality. I think it was probably one of the most shocking ones out of all seven. Yeah, I I, I definitely have to go with that because I was actually blown away how, how they were able to achieve that. It really did caught me off. So the thing is, it caught me off guard because I just mashed the pad one day and I was able to do it. I just went, da, da, da. And it oh, just did really? it. Because like, like, we did, obviously don't have Google back then to look up the, um, Correct. the moves, the cheats. So you just bang, mash the pad and hope for the best. And when that happened, I was like, holy schnikes, that is badass. Yeah, dude, you're talking like fucking web 1.0 back in the ni- mid 90s at best you know what i mean so like if you're finding codes and shit you're on like dog pile or fucking ass jeeves or some you know what i mean like you're in some old school fucking html shit there dude. and i understand because i was there too that's how i found Absolutely. out about reptile as a kid i didn't even find it out through like friends or anything like that because i didn't have a lot of friends like that played mortal Kombat. Yeah. so it was just like yeah dude fucking that that's that's some fucking internet right there. Um, I think my favorite fatality, while I do have to grease sub zeros, is fucking badass and brutal as fuck. I'm gonna have to go with scorpions, man. I love the toasty. Like yes. the first time I saw it, not to mention it's literally the easiest fucking fatality to pull off. So maybe <laughs> I'm just lazy, and that's why I also enjoy it. But it's literally block up up. But it's, yeah. dude, it was like, I don't know, just something to see like him fucking ripping that mask off and you see the skeleton fucking or the, the fucking skull and then yes. you light him on fire and then just like, holy fuck, dude. Like, <laughs> what was that? So you were just eager <laughs> as fuck to do it. Again. Yeah, you're just eager as fuck to do it again. And oh, yeah, man. So that's that's got to be my vote for that for sure. It, it never gets old that. Uh, it's, it's fucking sick. No, that's why we got sick. it in like almost all iterations dude of them just redoing it but making it a little better each time <laughs> all righty so i think we are pretty much at the end of our first game so uh you want to give a little final thoughts buddy yeah overall um i think it's well obviously it started the massive worldwide phenomenon and well it definitely got me hooked from the word go um I love going back to play Mortal Kombat 1. It's just got that mad nostalgia for me. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's just It's like to some people you could get sick of it really easy, but for us it's just like, no, we grew up with this shit. I'm going to fucking play this it, all day, every day. It's that grind, dude. It, it's it, it's. I've said this before and it might be a stupid like thought of it, but it's almost like a chess game or like checkers. You know what I mean? Because like, it's really all about all about studying your opponent and like either judging or potentially knowing what moves they're going to throw at you and being able to defend or attack against that. And like, obviously in a way faster fucking setting, but, <laughs> but it, you know, some, it, yeah, man, like it's, it's a classic. Like, Absolutely. It, it started, it started not only a, a franchise, but it changed fighting games um like overall and 
I feel like la- before we even like before we hop off to this, while I say change fighting games, I mean like not even change fighting games, but change the fucking industry. Um, yes, this is uh, one of the biggest things with Mortal Kombat. If you don't know, is because of Mortal Kombat and a bunch of motherfuckers um who literally were just like it's too violent it's too like obscene and and kids and blah blah because of this game we got the game ratings board we got you know m13 m17 uh any of that shit so now anytime you see your game rated with teen or mature or anything it's all because of mortal kombat which that's a fucking awesome moniker to have. You know what I mean? Like we were yeah. supposedly so like over the top. We changed the industry standard. <laughs> <laughs> Bragging rights. But at the same time, it's like a catch 22. It's like, fuck. Right. Just, I really wish we didn't. Right. Uh, like, cause it does. Cause like people will be like, Oh, it just, you know, it doesn't hinder it. No, it does hinder it because now people are put into a spectrum of just like movies where you got to keep it in a certain rating. And if you don't, you're probably not going to get produced. It just won't happen. You know what I mean? Or you're, it, it, it's a battle you won't win. Like you can get a lot of stuff, but, and obviously now as we go on, like games are pushing it far. Like I mean, do like MK11. Like I won't even let my little daughter play that one. Like I'll let her play the OG ones. I, I, I don't know why. Maybe, maybe that's weird. But like, I feel like the newer ones are just so much more fucking like, Oh, top dude like and just brutal as fuck so yeah dude we're not gonna like if on our other podcast we rate shit and everything i'm not rating these i don't want to rate these because it's no there's no real way to do that it's just kind of like an overview man like you know mk1 dude it's it's classic it's one tower no extra real bullshit behind besides some secret stuff you know what i mean which mk is all about yep um we got some sweet mini games. We didn't even talk about that, but we will bring that up too. Uh, good old test your might and all that shit. Talk about blister fucking on your thumb there. <laughs> oh yeah, especially when the diamond rock comes up. Oh my god, dude! What do you got? Like a fucking centimeter of like area where you don't have to get it like filled. Like it's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> oh my uh, god! Rate them after review them all. We could probably do that, Scoobs. It's possible. I don't know, man. That's. Just, I mean, yeah, obviously there's varying levels of the games of like what I appreciate. And I'm sure Brody feels the same way. Uh, yeah. But I feel like going with that, man, we're going to head it on to the sequel. You want to take it that, away, buddy? That I can, mate. Um, so developers, uh, a Midway, Probe Entertainment, and Sculptured Software. Publishers, Midway, Acclaim Entertainment, Producers, Ken Fedesina and Neil Nicastro. That's good to me, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be lying. I was struggling then a bit. Um, Designers, Ed Boone and John Tobias again. Uh, Your programmers, Ed Boone. Artist, John Tobias, Tony Goski and John Vogel. Composers, Dan Forden and Matt Furness. All right. So, little uh, overview. Following his failure to defeat Liu Kang in the previous Mortal Kombat tournament, the evil sorcerer Shang Tsung begs his master, Shao Kahn, to allow him a second chance and to also have him host the tournament in Outworld, allowing a home field advantage for the world conqueror. Dum, dum, dum. 
Nice. All righty. So you want to go down the character list, buddy? That I we can, got returning mate. to this bitch. So we got Liu Kang returning, Johnny Cage, Raiden, Sub-Zero, Scorpion, Reptile, and Shang Tsung. So there we got two characters that we didn't we weren't able to play before, but now we get the joy to. That's right. And uh, well, they're new characters, and also new characters is Jax, Kung Lao, Katana, Melina, and Baraka. Okay. Our hidden our hidden characters are Jade, Smoke, and Noob Cybot. But our non-playable uh, Kintaro, Shao Kahn, and we do, and also this is a bit of a cameo and non-playable, uh, Sonya, Kano. Now, these other two caused a bit of a, well, not a bit of a stir, but everyone was sort of intrigued on these two characters fighting in the background of one of the mm -hmm. uh, levels, uh, and it's Blaze and Hornbuckle. So I have a little uh, side note on that, buddy. So Hornbuckle... Um, that was a name that at least everybody, well, they didn't come up with. I mean, it was in the game, but it was uh, when Jade or like Smoke came out and users Jade, they always it had like type across the screen and she always said something. So one of the sentences was Hornbuckle who? Now, Hornbuckle was a woman. Uh, she was in the credit list. I believe she was a uh, was a tech of some kind. I can't remember. And I apologize. The woman. But either way, so that's why everybody's like, ooh, Hornbuckle. Um, now, what my old man, what my man here, uh, Brody, was talking about was on the pit, too. As you know, you got a little, two little sprites in the back. One's completely on fire, and the other one, if you, count, if you look hard enough, it's actually a Liu Kang sprite that's flipped and color swapped. Ooh. Yeah. So we never actually got Hornbuckle throughout the series but we do get blaze now blaze actually had a different name beforehand and it's i'm trying to blank at the moment um it was along the it was another fire name of some kind but yeah blaze ends up becoming uh one of the big baddies as we get into the uh second generation of games but um fuck yeah dude we got uh we got some choice characters here for sure definitely uh, up the ante with this one Oh, absolutely, man. So we got more characters. We get more blood. We get some uh, better art styles and everything. So let's go into our additions for MK2. So in cool, MK2, as Midway's tech improved and advanced, we not only get increased resolution of characters, but as well as backgrounds and improved upon designs. So obviously the costumes and everything, a little bit more detail, a little bit, uh, you know, just changing it up, making it a little bit, going with the more darker aesthetic of the game to where it's leading into. Uh, let's see. What else we got, buddy? Ah. Ducking low punch was actually added in this game instead of two ways in the original to uppercut, to which if you just hit down low punch or down uh, high punch, obviously in the old one, it would just do the uppercut. But now you get that nice little shin jab. Gives you an extra... Smaller damage, but it's a different attack. Throws it off a little bit. Imagine being in a real fight and shin jabbing someone. Right? You're just like, fucking shin punch. Pyah! Like, what? <laughs> shin punch. Pyah! Just like shin punch. Pyah! I mean, dude, I, 
If somebody kicked me in the fucking shins, I'd go down. I'm not going <laughs> to. I hope you have shin splints because I'm going to punch your shins in. <laughs> but how would they work against the ninjas, man? They already got fucking shin covers there. You know what I mean? Like they're already protected on that shit. Yeah. Especially MK2, man. Yeah. And they grow up kicking bamboo trees to kill the nerves in their shins anyway. Yeah. Fuck What's it going to do? Oh. Dude, those shin guards in number two definitely got way up to the knees, man. You know what I mean? Like they were like normal shin guards in the first one. <laughs> All righty. Uh, you want to take the next one, bud? That I can, mate. Uh, so they dropped the whole point system and measured progress by consecutive wins. Yes. Which is so, much better. Which is much better. Yeah. I mean, like you don't, what, I don't know. Like why the fuck do you need points in a fighter? You know what I mean? Like that really has nothing to do with nothing. Um, That's right. It's all about how many fucking wins you got. And in MK2, this is where like it fucking did the stamp right across the screen where it was just like you'd get a couple twos. And then I think by the time you got three, it started giving you like the symbol of the dragons and shit. Dude, it was like nuts. Like if you were actually like. And I think it was, if I'm not mistaken, to fight like Noob Sabat in this one, you had to get like 50 fucking wins in a row, dude. Yes. Yes. Like he, um, he was a hard ass motherfucker. And all it is is a black shadow. That's it. <laughs> Yeah, it's not even like a dude in a black. They just fucking. They were like, nope. We just fully make him negative, and yeah. <laughs> uh, so what else do we uh, get in this game, buddy? Uh, we get new ways to finish your opponent with babalities and friendships, uh-huh. which are also interesting. Yeah, right. I mean, what a better way to just smack down your opponent than turn him into a crying baby. <laughs> it's a big fuck you to you, old man. It really is, dude. Like, I mean, fatalities are bad, but you're just like, here you go, bitch, baby. <laughs> and friendships are just great because they you know that's just like every once in a while you just want to throw one of them out. And I love it where it's like friendship. What friendship? Yeah, it's I think like- it was in the third one. He actually is like friendship again. It's like what? <laughs> so it, it was this- definitely caught me off guard. Um, unfortunately, this is not an addition, but we did lose the test your might mini game in this game. Uh, they didn't, I can't, I don't, I couldn't find a real reason why. I just think they were more concentrated on newer fighters, newer levels, and obviously like better gameplay, a little bit faster movements, everything like that. So, and that's fine. You know what I mean, dude? MK2 is a fucking dude. It's the one that brought me into the fucking whole family of it. So. Yep. All no right. pisses on the fingers for this guy. Oh my god, dude! MK2 is fucking hard, man. Like, if you've ever played that shit legit on an arcade cabinet, dude, it is punishing. Like, yes. good luck in like you get to that third character, which I feel like is always either Jax or Melina. They fucking spank, dude. But it goes from one extreme to the other. Like, yeah, your first two are like, yeah, wipe the floor with you, motherfuckers. Then you get to the third and fourth, and you're like. I just got absolutely sprawled. Oh, yeah. It, it, talk about wasting some quarters there. <laughs> um, should uh, should we hit the behind the scenes there, buddy? Yes, yes. Uh, I can take that away if you like. Yeah, yeah uh, So, So uh, in the Deadpool arena, that's actually uh, – well, the torture chamber uh, – Sorry, Deadpool Arena is based off the torture chamber from Big Trouble in Little China. Nice. Their love for, the, their love for this movie is incredible. Right? Like, it's definitely <laughs> like you could play the game and watch the movie hand in hand, dude. It's, it, uh, it's a good time. 
Absolutely. Um, in the arcade version of Mortal Kombat 2, a glitch occasionally caused Katana to morph into a red female ninja who was nicknamed Scarlet. This rumor spread like wildfire when a magazine published actual images of this glitch, even though it was stated later on that it was a hoax. However, some players still believe that there was another secret character when, in fact, they had only uncovered another programming. Oh, programming bug, dude. Yeah, sorry, that skips pages. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> the notes are fucking deep in this. That, that's all good. Um, due to the rumors surrounding the glitch, NetherRealm Studios did eventually include a red female ninja named Scarlet as an official character in the Mortal Kombat 2011 game and returned in Mortal Kombat 11. Fuck yeah, dude. And Scarlet was a nasty addition too, man. She's a great character. Absolutely. Um Mortal Kombat 11 was so popular when it hit the arcades that several of the machines were later installed with deadlock security panels on the back to prevent thieves from ripping the game's motherboard straight out of the machine and taking it home. <laughs> Motherfuckers. Um, that's hats off to them for at least attempting that. I'm, I'm not I'm impressed. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and you can actually, if you have Deadly Alliance, you can actually ha- uh, find a picture on there in the crypt. It's an unlockable image of uh, arcades fitted with the device in itself. I think they have oh, ones because I think they have pictures of the destroyed ones and then the pictures of the device that they put on after the fact, which is fucking crazy that they had to do that. But it's, it's next level. After the low sales of that uh, SN, it was this Super Nintendo. Fuck. Super Nintendo. I'm, I'm sorry about that. No, you're fine. Uh, of, the first, of the first game against the Mega Drive Genesis version, um, Nintendo didn't censor the blood and fatalities as they did before in the US and UK uh, versions of Mortal Kombat, although they slapped the warning label in the front of the game box. The Japanese version is censored to a degree with green blood for all fighters as well as the screen colors turning into a grayscale for fatalities. Despite this, the Super Nintendo version sold much better than any other version and was considered at the time the best best part of the game, even featuring online network play via the X-Band service. What? Dude, that's fucking insane to think about having online play in 1990 fucking three, dude. Damn. The internet would have been running hot. I mean, okay, so like more than likely – the port for NES, and if I had to look it up, I would say that probably dropped a year after, as they usually do. Um, sometimes like six months after the fact, but obviously they want to see how the game in itself is going to do in the arcade at this point. Yep. But, dude, that's fucking gnarly, man. Like, oh. I always kind of forget that. that I mean, I think it was only in Japan that it was actually, like, accessible. But still, man, yep. given for the time, and, like, that's it's just insane to think about dude oh yeah Fuck. definitely would have been next level back then because i mean you're fucking running what at best of 56k <laughs> i don't even know if dsl was out then <laughs> like i still might be a little early be a bit oh, slow, so uh um, take the next one buddy if you want yeah for sure mate so mortal kombat 2's levels and overall place within mortal kombat timeline serve as the basis the basis for the action adventure game Mortal Kombat Shaolin Monks, which we will cover in our spinoff episode. Absolutely. That was a great game. Um, Ed Boon's face was actually the face superimposed onto all the trees in the living forest stage. Oh, that's a cool little Easter egg. 
right? What a great, that's a great fucking, uh, that's a fucking level too. Level. I mean, that's the one where you get the secrets where you see Jade and smoke always just peeking out and you're just like, who the fuck is that? Yes. Um, yes. Like, yeah, you got a couple dead guys on the ground. It's just, this is a crazy fucking level, dude. <laughs> Is there people hanging from the trees or is that? I feel like there might be one guy too. Like I know there's a guy with a Raiden hat over in the corner and he's dead wrapped in vines. And I think there's another one on the other side. But like yeah. as a horror fan, dude, like, I mean, obviously MK is such a fitting series in itself because it's just such oh. a dark fucking, it, it's just such a dark macabre fucking like overall theme. Yes. But, oh, so good. So good. All righty. So the famous toasty was originally actually going to be your toast, which later involved during developments into toasted and then toasty. So obviously your toast and toasted did not work. But dude, the toasty guy. How, could you, I mean, what was the first your first reaction when you fucking saw that, dude? It was like, did I just say something or like? What the fuck was that? Is it a glitch or because I was playing it on the arcade game and next minute come and go, and I'm like, did someone say something or did I just see? Like it was it just all happened so quick. I didn't know what the fuck ended. And then I I think I even got beaten because I just sort of stopped. Right. It just throws your game completely the fuck off, dude. <laughs> I was like, how fucking dare you? That's very rude of you, mate. But, I, I yeah. can understand, man. Like it's that first time you throw it, it's definitely a what the fuck moment because you're just like, did I just see that? What the hell was that? How did I do that? How do I do it again? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's so many questions. And you're just like, and it's just so random, dude. You know what I mean? Like, I always thought it was just because of an uppercut. And a lot of times it can be, but it isn't necessarily. And no. yeah, dude, it, fucking great, man. I'm so glad that they kept that throughout the series, man. Like, not all the time, but, you know, they kept it there. It's such a... I mean, it's it, dude, that goes hand in hand with Mortal Kombat. You know what I mean? Like, everybody knows the toasty. So, you want to take the next, uh, the next two, buddy? That I can, mate. Uh, another hidden character clue references Ermac. Ermac who? Ah, I believe Ermac is actually also a, uh, it was a code type for uh, other Midway games when, like, there was bugs or glitches. Um, and I can't, I think it was might have been Smash TV, I think it was in. So, like, yep. you could go into, like, the cabinet codes and shit and uh, actually find, like, Ermac. And they're like, I can't remember what it stood for, but it was something along the lines of, like, pretty much a glitch or, like, a, a bug or of some kind. And eventually that fucking all... That's another reason I love Mortal Kombat, dude. Like, all this weird, like, fruit, like, fan fiction shit and, like, theories and everything actually lead to characters that we get further down the line. Yeah, I, I love uh, the little like yeah, the little um, Easter eggs they put in there. Then later on, obviously, as you said, turn them into these iconic characters. I think it's it's a really good way of actually introducing these characters because it leaves everyone to talk about what's actually well who these people are, and then right. just to deliver them for the next game. You know, like people like who, really wanted to. Yeah, who doesn't people love really theories, You know, that's right. Conspiracy I mean, theories. I mean, fuck, dude. We've been going nonstop since that MK trailer drop. You know what I mean, dude? Like, I just oh, sent you shit the other day. I'm like, yo, who's that in the background? Like, mm -hmm. yeah. It's, oh, man, this new film has got me. Ah, it's fucking. I'll go back and like screenshot like little images, and I'm like, 
who the fuck's that? This is that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we were definitely doing it with that last drop, dude. With we were could be potentially in the tar- We'll talk about that later. Yeah. <laughs> um, um all right. So also uh, Johnny Cage's uh, triple head fatality was a parody to the glitch in the first arcade game where it would allow him to knock more than one head off his defeated opponent. Fuck yeah, dude. That was uh that was uh there was a few glitches actually in the first MK. I know we didn't really get into that. Like like I said, dude, there's a lot of behind the scenes shit. But yeah, man, if you were fast enough, you could pull off a second head fucking fatality with Johnny Cage. Uh, there was one with Sub-Zero where if you do it fast enough, he rips the head and the spine out, but the body stays frozen and falls down. Like it stays the blue cover. Yep. And I think there was something else, but I can't. I can bring for an hour right now. Not really important. Yep. All right. Yeah. So, oh, sorry. Go ahead, bud. No, no, no. I was just going to say, yeah, I think that was the other one that I was thinking of, the, the Sub-Zero one. Ah, okay. Yep. All right. So. We did our behind the scenes, so let's hit our questions for Mortal Kombat 2. First time you played it, and where did you, what did you play it on, buddy? Uh, the same thing, um, and I'm pretty sure it was at the same location as the first one. Um, nice. A li- little, um, yeah, the, the, milk, the milk bar slash 7-Eleven. Um, yeah, on the arcade machine. Um, I remember actually the kids coming to school and going, we're getting Mortal Kombat 2 on arcade. And that was a huge thing back then in the nineties. So yeah, it's pretty pretty stoked for that. What about you, John? So my first time was at that science fair. It took me a long time to get into that uh line, but that was the first time I touched Mortal Kombat 2. I got to play one round. I picked I feel like I picked Kung Lao, if I'm not mistaken, just because I thought yep. the hat looked fucking sick as fuck. Um got my ass fucking whooped. And that was about it. So, like I said, I picked up the first one. So, by the time I played the second one again, I think I, uh, I believe it was at one of my buddy DC's house because uh, he had it on Genesis, dude. So, it was just one of those, like, you know, we had a sleepover and fucking we just fucking crunched on MK all night long, just doing the towers and controller passing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, so, yeah, you're talking, I'd say probably like 95 or so. Like I played it a, like it was a couple years after the fact that I really got to play it, play it. Unfortunately, I didn't get to play it when it first came out and my local arcade never got that one. They got yep. they got the first one and then they went to uh, three when three came out. But yep. so. All righty. What do we got next, buddy? Favorite character. Ooh. So. I love Scorpion. I love Johnny Cage. Well, for MK2, for my personal favorite, I would have to actually say Sub-Zero for this one. Yes. Um, that's a good choice. Good choice. And I will say why I uh, I picked Sub-Zero, and that's because his added moveset. Um, we get the puddle slip. And the puddle slip, dude, I fucking love. I love the extra animation of the dude. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. like you know what I mean? You just get that extra free fucking hit. Uh, obviously, you keep the fucking normal ice free or the normal ice ball and the slide, which the slide is always fucking crucial as fuck. Yep. Um, but and the design, dude, I love this new. I love the new ninjas designs. I like them more like it's not such a solid outfit. It's kind of got more of like a pattern to it. They got uh, bigger and more like accentuated uh, shin guards and arm guards. 
uh just a all around a little bit sleeker of appearance i would see like but yeah man sub definitely for that one yep yeah, yeah. I, I'd, I'd probably have to go with i think it was i, I played the majority of it with sub-zero again but I, I think I was going to go with Scorpion because I didn't yeah. find out until later that you could do that, how he pulls his mask off and the, um, the ah, skull reveal. The toasty, and that, yeah. Yeah, I, I found that out in the second one that you could do that. So I just wanted to play Scorpion so I could actually do that. So right. and, it, and, it, and it, Yeah, and it looked a bit, bit better, obviously, than the first one. So, yeah, um, I'd, I'd go with Scorpion. All right. And honestly, yeah, dude, like you said, they, it, it was a little better in the first one because they actually had a little bit more animation into the skeleton when it, like, it's like sitting there fucking burning and then it finally explodes. Like, yeah. oh, yeah. And I have to actually give a, uh, a runner up as to Liu Kang because, dude, yes. like as Liu Kang's obviously the number one homie in the first one, dude, like he didn't have his bicycle kick. So, like, I think number two, I believe, is where they brought the bicycle kick in, dude. And what a fucking fun move to spam that shit is, dude. Like, <laughs> Like, there's so many iconic things in Mortal Kombat, dude. But I feel like, as for any move set, dude, like, you know what I mean? Like, Bicycle Kick is the one you know with Liu Kang. Everybody can hear it in their head when you say the Bicycle Kick. You just hear the woo! You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's he has possibly the most annoying uh, sound set when it comes to his moves. And that's one reason why I personally love him. <laughs> yeah. No. But, yeah. We get a little taste of that in the movie, too. Yeah, we did. When he was fucking fighting reptile there, dude. That's good uh, good shit. I hope they I hope they do it in the new one, man. Fingers crossed. Fingers oh, crossed. If they don't, then they're fucking balls it up. <laughs> so buddy, who is your worst character in MK2? Um, I don't know. It, or who's the one that maybe you le- liked the least, I should say? Well, yeah, the one I liked the least was probably, um, yeah, that's a tough one. Um, well, I never really played with Jax. I, I'll just say that I never really played with Jax at all. Um, I don't know was, what it was. But, well, he was more of a grappler. He was definitely harder to use, yeah. dude. I'll, I'll fully give you that. Yeah. He didn't really have the powers. Like, he was just pretty basic, um, obviously, hand-to-hand combat. Um yeah, he just—he he was another character that was just sort of didn't really have much about just, him other than the fact that he just had brute brute strength. And that was right, he didn't—he ha- didn't have his arms in this one yet. Uh, no, I can—I can agree, man. Like he was—he was a good addition because obviously it helps with Sonya's story. But at the same time, like, yeah, it wasn't his character didn't really turn around to me till three when he got his fucking cybernetic arms. You know what I mean? Like, yes yeah i can agree with that um i'm not gonna have the same pick though even though i do agree i'm actually gonna say for me it's shang song dude and i like that they incorporated shang song in the game because it's cool because now you got the boss from the first one blah blah blah. i just sucked at it dude because he had way too many moveset memories dude when you wanted to turn into all the other people you know what i mean like they've simplified him over the years now and i like that like it was cool that like he could turn in everybody i'm not gonna say it wasn't dude but that's a fucking hell of a moveset memory, dude. Like, just for one character. Like, who's got that time to fucking pull that it, off? And right, dude. It's just almost too much, dude. And by the time you can even think about it, man, like, 
you got to still concentrate on the fight. Like, is it even worth it? He's already got his own fucking fireballs and shit like that. So do I really need to? I mean, I don't know. It, you know, I agree with you totally that that's great character. Too, just, too yeah, just too much. Too, too much. All right, buddy. So favorite level. It would have to be the tray level. Um, the, uh, we've already talked about it. Living forest. Yeah, the living forest. I, I, there was something about those trees that actually scared me sort of as a kid, like to have this horrific face on it. And they just sort of scream and yell and stuff. You're like, what the fuck? Right. They're just sitting there growling and shit. I can agree with that, dude. It was a fucked up level and it was awesome. Um, that was actually my runner up. My first one was the Deadpool. I loved it, dude. I love yeah. the, uh, I loved all the chains and hooks fucking hanging everywhere, dude. I love just the whole, like the fact that it's an acid pool there. Like we're fighting on a three foot bridge with acid pools on both sides. Fucking yeah. awesome, dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> and you knock him into the fucking acid and yeah, it's a cooler fatality. Right. Like, I mean, yeah, we get the pit too, and that changes it up a little bit and everything like that. But this was, this was another one where we actually got another stage fatality. And I think I like the idea of it. Just, I like the weird, like little, like, Oh, like when it makes, like when it fucking pops back up, dude and shit, like <laughs> just a cool little animation. But yeah, I'm gonna have Damn to say straight. Deadpool with follow-up to do living force. is fucking fantastic. So fuck. Yes. All righty, buddy. So favorite fatality that's a tough one um it, it, so it, many you know what's worse about this question as i thought when i wrote this one this is only going to get harder as we progress through the games with just so many more fucking characters hopping on this train oh, like dude. yeah i i'd probably have to i had a couple written down and that was so so hard but i i would go with the toasty and scorpion even though we've said okay. in the previous one it, it just because it was yeah as, as we already talked about like it was a bit more um up the ante on the violence with um the way he was moving and did his thing um yeah i'd, I'd go with the toasty and not only that it was the first time i sort of was able to actually do the toasty um thing so yeah i'd go nice. with scorpions toasting all righty I'm going to have to throw uh, – I got two. I got to go Cage's triple head uppercut just because it's a homage to the first yeah. glitch, and it's fucking hilarious to, like, knock off three random heads. But – actually, I should say that's my follow-up just because I love that it's not. But my, I think my ultimate favorite one of MK2, dude, is uh, Liu Kang's dragon fatality, man. It was just so shocking the first time to see it just be like, What? The motherfucker just turned into a dragon, dude, and eat you in half. Like, what the <laughs> fuck just happened? And obviously, this this leads all into the whole like animalities that we get in the next one, and you know stuff yeah. like that. But yeah, dude, that was just so over the top and so fucking like just getting into the way crazy nature of where how MK fucking like you know it does what it does. <laughs> little over top, little silly, but just ridiculous, dude. <laughs> So I think uh what do we how we want to wrap this up, buddy? What are our final thoughts on MK2? It's a it's a great bloody game. Yeah, no, uh, overall, um obviously the up the ante and the graphics. Uh, we're in I, I felt this one to be actually a bit more morbid because we're in this other world by dimension and that. Um and it's each each level is in itself is basically like a horror movie. Um yeah. 
it, it's it's definitely it, it's like they've just gone all out on Mortal Kombat two and just was like fuck it. If we get to do a Mortal Kombat three, then we'll see how we go. You know, like right. I, I just yeah, I just think at the time they went all out with this, and it's fucking sick game. This one. Um, I uh I like where you went with the horror aesthetic, dude. Because definitely thinking about, it, I mean, like you get Living Pit or the Living Forest, you get Deadpool, you get the Pit too, which you know you don't get spikes at it, but the fall in itself, dude, is just it's almost like shocking the way you see it because you all it, it goes from the side view to your fucking point of view, like top down, and you see him just flat splat against the fucking floor, dude, and you're just like, <laughs> like, and, and it's a little bit longer of a fall, longer scream, um, but yeah, man, you get like fucking floating priest everywhere and portals leading to fucking nowhere that you're not sure of and yeah dude very just a lot a lot of darker aesthetic dude and it was awesome just from the normal like monk tournament in the first um yep my final thoughts for this is mk2 is a fun game it is a fucking hard as hell game uh it's i think it's one of the hardest ones in the series people might yes. dispute me on that and that's fine everybody gets their gets their own opinion own opinions and I'm going to straight out say I think MK2 has one of the hardest towers and will always have one of the hardest towers, especially if you play the arcade port, the traditional arcade port, not, you know, Nintendo yep. or Center. Like, you go fucking play that motherfucker, dude. You're definitely fucking hitting them sticks hard. Oh, <laughs> That's yeah. for sure. Those joysticks are going to snap. Oh, my God, dude. Speaking of which, I actually got to get a button set up for my thing, dude. One of my, my low kick button is sticking. On my first player side, I'm getting, oh, it pissed me the fuck off the other day, dude, because I went to go fucking uh, do a sweep kick, and I'm just like, what? No! Like, what the fuck, dude? So I think think Big Johnny D is going to look for a little upgrade kit, because I got the ones with the lighted buttons in it, dude. Make that shit look fucking sweet. Fuck, I need one of them. Is that Mortal Kombat 2 on that, or is it? So it's MK1, 2, and and Ultimate MK3, because. Oh, so you get all the players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they do have a newer version of the, the, so they have a couple different versions of this. They don't have this one, I think in print anymore, but they have a newer one. But the problem with the newer one is, is I think it's got a better screen on it, but I think they shrunk it even more. So even if you get it with the riser, like I got, it's still not like you would still need a stool. You know what I mean? Like where that I could play without a stool, but I do have a stool. Like just, yeah. For when you're like, do when you're real, like. If you're not just going to play a couple fights, like you're like, no, I'm fucking beating this tower. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're going to be sitting there for a minute. <laughs> but uh, I know, man, it's it's always good shit, dude. And I, the daughter always hops on that shit, too. So, and she's like, Daddy, can I play? I'm like, go right to fucking head. I'll tell you what, man. It, it's, I love that she's into fighters, but there's going to be a moment and it's already started to happen, dude. She's good. She's fucking good. Ooh, dude, she, she beat me. A couple of rounds yesterday in Soul Calibur fucking six, we were playing. She fucking got a perfect time. She's seven, dude. And it was one of those ones where I wasn't even trying. Like, I'm just kind of like laying back, like, you know, just letting her like, I'm like, all right, you know, I'll just, I'll fight to fight. Like, but, but dude, like it got to a point where like, she was just breaking my guard and I'm like, what the fuck, dude? I got to actually like sit up a little bit. I like, hold on. Like, <laughs> like I gotta say, man, I'm impressed. It's going to be one of those like bittersweet moments as a dad. You're like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, she's fucking awesome. Oh, dude, she's going to like, she's going to smack me around all fucking day. This is going to suck, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so proud that you can beat your father at Mortal Kombat. Oh, my God. Yeah, dude. She was, like I said, her and I were playing Deadly Alliance. I'm going to get her definitely on that shit, dude. Like, oh. as we go, like, 
If she gets a little older, she could play the newer ones. Well, yeah. up until then. Fatality. What's up, everybody? This is Big Johnny D. I just want to give you a heads up that this episode went a little longer than Brody and I personally wanted to, but that's just because we were having so much fun. So what we're going to do is we're going to split this episode in half. You'll get Mortal Kombat 1 and 2 in your first episode, and we'll give you 3 and 4 in episode 2. Stay tuned for next week.